Hi, and welcome to the podcast today. Um, I was tired again this morning when I woke up. Shook it off. Oh, I have to tell you a story before. Former food empress of the blade visits Mary Bill Yu, who will dispense some... I asked her to talk about her job transition experience because a lot of people are considering that or doing it or have done it. And Mary did the perfect process. I will ask her about it. It will be less of a back and forth conversation like we have because I interview her um, because I think her insight emotionally, pragmatically and everything else with changing jobs will help you. Um, I, I'm, I'm in a good mood. I woke up tired, but I got going. Had a, had a great visit today. Uh, I got to meet with, have coffee with one of the 10 finalists for the Toledo Police Chief job and um, Kevin Braun. Uh, great dude. Just as my, my TBD friend Hassan Chaib had mentioned, uh, Hassan is the ice cream guy, often doing community stuff for TPD. And I, then I, after we left and Kevin stood up and I could see that it was tall, I recognized him because I recognized He's tall, 6'4", 6'5". I had, and he had seen me speak a couple of times at the police academy, but he didn't remember me, or maybe he's remembering me now like I remember him after we left. Last night, I was today years old when I found out that that little thing on the bottom of the toilet is a shutoff valve. My downstairs toilet, and by the way, I don't know... One of the things that turned me off when I was house hunting was you don't have a toilet on your main floor. I think about that as Alex looks for houses. My my, uh, Grammy Bale didn't have a toilet on the main floor. It was upstairs and then down in the basement. So my main toilet um, has been dying. Lots of jiggling of the handle. Lately, I've had to hold the handle down so it sucks everything out of the bowl. Um... Last night, I noticed that it was uh, running water and not filling the bowl as much as it, it should. So I started to mess with things. And if I held something up, it stopped. And I was like, let me, can I get some tape to do this? And I, I couldn't. Um, and I pulled a little harder, and then there was a geyser. And it was... Uh, it was ugly. It was really, really, I didn't know what to do. Um, I was frantic. I was panicking, a lot of cursing. The dogs were like wondering what the hell was going on. Um, thankfully, I, within what, three minutes or so, I was like, oh, I can go downstairs and shut the water off. And there was a valve, like a spin valve, like a knob. And then there's a lever, or as my friend said, a lever, whatever. So I, I shut the water off. Got a bunch, thank, thankfully, I had enough towels to dry all that up. I don't think I destroyed the floor, even though when I went to the basement, I was like, oh, there's water coming down. Then my thing was, okay, uh, how do I turn the water back on but not have a geyser coming out of that toilet? Thankfully, I had some helpful people, and I did go to the Facebook expert plumbers, Um and I turned the valve off on the toilet. Went back downstairs. I'm like, oh, please let me turn this back on and not go back upstairs to a fountain. All good. It would appear that I do have hot water. Um, so we're all good. Not an emergency. I do have a second bathroom. I think a friend will come help me out. Um, I will pay them to rebuild the guts of the toilet. 
But uh, as I texted a friend today, my place in the house is behind a vacuum, in the kitchen, sitting in the shower, or in bed, asleep. I went to go get like windshield wipers today. Um, I told the guy, he's like, do you know how they hook on? I was like, sir, I can put gas in my car. So a lot of like, uh, before we got to the better place that we're in now, like the man's man stuff, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. I really don't. But I know how to ask. I know how to ask for help, and I know that I want to reciprocate to those people. Um, could that Mary Bill you back on the former editor, uh, food and more of the Blade as she has moved into a new job, which you might find her trip, her journey, very helpful. Hello there. Hi there. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. It's been a crappy week but uh t- today I, but yeah today i had a good meeting earlier with a uh, so one of the potential uh one of the candidates one of the finalists for the toledo police job oh wonderful yes and uh i always like meeting good people because i meet so many crappy yeah. people yeah no, yeah you need to limit those no i and i'm serious and we'll talk about that and we're, we're this we have begun but I, I have two things to start us off with Okay. Could you call Craig? Like, let's say uh, you didn't have your phone and you needed to call Craig. Could you? Um, <laughs> it's, it's like you know me. It's like you see through me. Um, if I stop and think about it, I can come up with his number, but sometimes I transpose numbers because, A, I don't usually call him. I just text him. Right. And, B, it's pre-programmed in my phone, so who needs to know numbers anymore? We right. all know, like, our grandmother's number or our home number from, you know, when we were five. We don't know anybody's numbers now. Yeah, I think uh, with a lot of the other things in our in our current landscape of technology, um, I don't think we, we know the numbers we need to anymore. We, we, overlook, we overlook that. And I don't know about you, but um, I think for maybe some numbers, like you mentioned, like when we were kids, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'd remember any of the numbers. But the muscle memory in my fingers might. Um, now, okay. who's yeah. who's at those numbers now? I don't know, but um, I could call my dad, and and that is literally I could call my dad, and I could call the radio station. That probably is it because everything's already pre-programmed, right? Or you text and you don't need to push any buttons to just press the one contact. Yep, I um, I thought of that because so I have to lean over to dial you up and for whatever re- our, our phone sucks it's archaic um i'm surprised mm-hmm. it's not a, a rotary dial and going click, 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 click. <laughs> um but for whatever reason i have to dial really fast like there can be no pause in between the numbers or else it will hang up or i'll get a dial tone so i've got to be fast and i was i was just looking at your number and i know it's 734 but i don't know the rest of it that's what made me mm-hmm. ask you could you call craig yeah, I, it, you know, if if it weren't an emergency with my brain stressed and frazzled, I could probably do it. If my brain were stressed and frazzled, I, I know I'd be typing a thousand things before I got the right one. Could you call your son? No. <laughs> we're, we're, we're an awful race. And, and I well, do... he's, got a, he's got a new number since, since he got back to, to the United States, so I haven't had a chance to really learn it. You, you know, it's not one of those that's deep, deeply buried in 
in my, you know, in the, the muscle memory. I could probably call him at an old number. And like you say, God knows who has that anymore. Um, I, I'm right. Like I am, I am fairly certain we are under siege by some type of alien civilization. Um, with all these balloons and whatever the hell rolled up on Japan yesterday, like just take us yeah. all, just take us all out. Like let's just we're let, ready. <laughs> let, we're gonna talk about you and the Jewish Federation. I am ready for Noah's Ark 2.0, but this time finish everybody off. Yeah, you're, you're a eventual Old Testament God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, can, can, can I ask you because you are out a lot of places and. Uh, I have, um, I've been evaluating like my life, like I always do. And I'm not going out as much anymore. And that that's obviously always been me. And I don't know if I'm rationalizing this, but I think it's a valid reason. Um, sir, I have a high bar for service. That's why I often go when places aren't busy. So I don't have to wait and deal with other customers, blah, blah, blah. I think I'm yeah. going out less and, and I'm talking about like restaurants and whatnot because service is as bad as it's ever been. And I'm not saying that every place is bad. I'm just saying it's worse than it's ever been. And I don't begrudge the servers because they have been shit on for so long. Right. I, I get it. Like yeah. they're at wit's end, but I just don't want to subject myself to that. Um, have you experienced this? Um, not really. In fact, that, that, that brings up my, um, my Punchki day um, story. I've actually found, in my personal case, at least in this one instance, the opposite. I had looked to, um, to get Punchki on Monday because I like to have them on Tuesday with my coffee, and I'm not getting up and out the door and looking presentable early enough to do that. So I always get them on Monday so that I can have them ready for me when I wake up on, on Tuesday morning. And, um, and I had misread the hours because they have two locations, one literally across Sylvania from where I'm now working, um, and the one on Secor. So I thought, well, I'm literally right here. I'm going to go over there. They have the old school Toledo um, Polish village recipe, you know, punchki. And I thought they were open till five, that it was a special thing for punchki day. So I get over there and the door is locked at 3.30. And I'm like, hmm, that's odd. And the man comes from behind the counter, comes to unlock the door and says, no, 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 you know, we, we're, not, we're not open late today. The Secor store is open. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm getting ready to go. He's like, no, no, come on in. We've got punchki. We've got a few left. Let me tell you the flavors. Took my order, put them in separate bags because there's a Brady nose. I got picky eaters and God forbid that somebody should bite into the wrong flavor. <laughs> and, um, and, um, and granted, it was only three separate bags, not like 15, but still, you know, it was just this, this extra step. He could not have been kinder. He could not have been more gracious. He'd have been well within his rights to tell me, you know, to, to flip me off and tell me I was illiterate. And instead, he 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 so made my day. So I, I do not have any horrible, horrible stories, um, thankfully, because I try to be understanding. And like you say, servers have been in such a position for so long Um Tipping is variable. Staffing is variable. There are so many, so many factors. And when somebody finally has to let loose, it makes me wonder what happens to them. How bad has their day been that that this little thing to me maybe set them off? So I'm sorry that you're that you have had experiences that are affecting when or how often you go out. But 
I am not personally seeing that. I, and again, it, it's not everywhere. I'm not impugning certain places. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, like today I was going to pick up a prescription from Kroger and I have gotten the same girl often and I have never seen this girl smile. And I was, oh. I, I was just thinking like I do my best. I like, I think we've talked about tipping before. I always tip well thinking if they, mm-hmm. if they look like they're in a crappy mood, maybe my good tip will turn them around. So I try to be cordial to people who look uh, like they've got a scowl on their face and in fact I didn't see this girl I saw another woman who I often oh I I see there I never engage with her that often but she was went above and beyond like because I had like 18 million prescriptions sitting on auto refill and she took time to ask me like like very detailed very kind very nice and I think that's kind of how the world works for you and I just when we've given up all hope and we hope that Mm -hmm. The null ray annihilates the planet. You get that one person that goes, well, maybe they can leave like a billion of us. Yeah. The select few, yes. Right. <laughs> yes, there are people who, who redeem things. You're right. Um, we need more of them. We do. We need we, to be those people. To, to your point again, which I, I have said from the outset of this, all COVID and everything did, it made the good people better and the bad people worse. So, Yeah, it kind of seems that way sometimes, doesn't it? Um, my second thing, now that you work, okay. now that you work at, at, a, at a place with um, a wonderful in, endowment, it might be the, uh, the, 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 the most well-funded organization in the entire area, the Jewish Federation okay. of Toledo, um, Stephen Rothschild had probably some some deep deep pockets, so I think we should you should ask him for uh, like a podcast setup with a, a microphone, so this sounds better when we talk. Or, and then you can tell him that you, you as you're doing more media, you've got a better setup. That that may be just more you know dependent upon me being you know a neo luddite more than than any of the equipment. Um, well, I literally just had a Zoom meeting, and and it and I couldn't be heard, and I couldn't hear. But the thing it kept showing it was you know it was unmuted. I'm like, how many different things do I have to push here? We finally just gave up and used the phone because not you know one couldn't hear the other, even though it said everything was fine. So I didn't. I you know what? I didn't consider that. It, yes, you being uh, quite a quite a <laughs> me being me. <laughs> yes, quite averse to technology. But I figured I'd. Get, you know what? Ask Stephen anyway. See what he says. Let's 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 okay. see. Let's see how far that checkbook of the Jewish Federation goes. <laughs> Stephen, we're building relationships in the community. We need this equipment. It's it's not out of place. Like I I think it's a, it's not an unreasonable request. So. Um, that I'll pre- let him know you said so. No, don't tell him it came from me. Don't tell him it came from me. <laughs> oh, so he's not supposed to listen to your podcast now. Are you saying, <laughs> oh, he wouldn't like this podcast. Uh, if you, <laughs> our politics don't align. Now, granted, we're not like on the, on the fringes of lunacy on either side, but our politics don't align. Okay. Anyway, All right. let's continue to yeah. talk. Let's continue to talk about your new job because okay. I am actually going to interview you now as like an interview subject because some things have meant more to me over over the last couple of years than anything. Um, and I have always encouraged people, um, even before COVID, 
Go do interviews. Go look for jobs. Even if you're happy, this way you can keep up with what's happening out there. And then maybe like learn some secrets and bring them back to your job. Um, now mm-hmm. I, I tell people, look, if you're thinking about it, like just just look, 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 look. Take interviews. In fact, when I was meeting with the gentleman who is the Toledo Police Chief finalist, um, he's like, if I get it, I get it. If not, I, I'm still I still love what I do. I'm like, great, go through the process, and maybe you will learn something there's always something to be learned when someone's asking you questions and you can ask questions. So with all that. And I do think that the universe brings things at the right time. So this may or may not be the right time for him, but he's good with it either way. And that's the right attitude to have. I told him, I also told him if he gets the job, the Jewish Federation, all 2000 of us would embrace him because his last name is Braun. And I'm like, that's, that's very Jewish. Okay. So he's like, it's German. I'm like, ah, so is my last name. But German, <laughs> Jewish, uh, they go together pretty well. Anyway, what yeah. have you learned? What what advice would you throw out to people as you have gone through a job transition of your choosing? Um, how would I like to accept that one? Um. Uh- is this the one you told me you were going to hit me up with when I asked if there was anything I should prepare? <laughs> yes, and I didn't want you to prepare for this. Although, and I and I I do that knowing that you like to prepare. Um, I do, but I, I'll think of fifteen things at four o'clock this morning that I should have said that I won't think of now on the spot. You know what? That is, and probably when you're in the shower, if you're like me and everybody else, that is, mm-hmm. I think, a sign of of intelligence. And I I seriously. Mean that. that. There are times I, I do the podcast and I have prepared the podcast really well and I'm like, I forgot to talk about blank. I, I think it's good to leave things on the table and to reflect. But I also wanted to dive in. I, I did this purposely because I wanted to dive into your instincts because this is very emotional. You loved what you did. You had arguably the, the, the easiest thing to write about at The Blade and you decided to make a transition. So I I, I want you I to... I wouldn't ta- necessarily say it was the easiest. Good, um, good. I think people people underestimate under. I can't talk. People underestimate how much work on my part, on the photographer's part, on the page designer's part. How much work went into looking at, say, a plate of chicken or a bowl of soup on a Sunday morning? All right, hold on. When they saw, wait. I, I'm not. I'm not decrying the amount of work. I'm just saying you didn't right. have to show up at crime scenes. Oh no no. I had I had the best gig. In fact, I don't right. know how some of my colleagues and friends did what they do right. because I think of going into court and hearing some horrific testimony about a case. I think of going to crime scenes or fires and like I it, it I'm someone where like I can't watch horror movies like because those things stay with me. I would not be able to do that. I think everybody would want to be. Hey, come, let's go eat at, at the hot dog stand. Hey, let's go eat, you know, ice cream. Like, everybody should want the food gig because you make friends, you eat well. Like, I've got friends all over this, you know, northwest Ohio, southeast Michigan, and it's all been facilitated by the, pun intended, entree of food. So? So it was, in many ways, a tremendous, tremendous opportunity. I mean, I had experiences I never could have envisioned when I applied for that job. Knowing that you 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 enjoyed 
many aspects of the job more than a lot of people enjoy their job. Um, walk me mm-hmm. through the emotional and also the practical aspects of it because a lot of people are either have done this and actually, you want to hear a story? A friend of mine was up for a job at a place. She didn't get it. The person that got it gave her two weeks. And I'm like, wait a second. Do you even have to give two weeks if you haven't worked two weeks? So I think your insight of the whole process would be invaluable. Um, So, well, coach me then. What are you looking for here? Um. I know you don't want to you you don't criticize where you came from, and I'm not asking you to at all. I'm I'm not putting that ball on the tee whatsoever. If you were even going, to, if you had any critical thoughts, I just want to know. Like you were like when when you had that first feeling, like yeah, I think I want to make this jump, and then when some of the fear set in, and then when the practical things set in, like your schedule changing, and then the more superficial yeah. parts, like I ain't get no more good free food unless they bring it into work. Like no more big slice unless Mo shows up at the Y. Yeah, but how close am I to him now? <laughs> right. All I have to do is go down the court. <laughs> all, all that stuff. Like Mary Billu is not eating the way that she <laughs> once did. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Well, there's a whole slew of stuff in there. Uh, this opportunity presented itself to me. So this was not an active choice I made to say, I'm, I'm done, I'm leaving. Um, and so, as you say, then there's the discernment. Is this what I want to do? Is this, um, you know, there's always the devil you know versus the devil you don't know, and not to, to demonize either organization, the Blade or Federation, but um, I, I've done a lot of volunteer work with Federation. I've worked on food festivals. I've attended the book festival when there were holiday drive through events during COVID, um, but they still wanted to stay connected, and so they would give out little goodie bags to celebrate, say, Rosh Hashanah or Hanukkah. I, you know, I participated in those. Um, but it's different being on the inside rather than a supporter. You know, like I, I used to be sort of like the flying buttress on the side of the church helping to support, and now I'm inside the church. Um, so, so you have to weigh all of that. Like you say, how different is my life going to be? I was used to having a lot of flexibility. Um, I went into the office one morning and one afternoon each week because my job entailed going grocery shopping, testing recipes, cooking, baking. So if I was home already, say baking something, if we were doing a feature on chocolate chip cookies, um, there were other things that I could get done at home as well. I didn't have to dress respectably, you know. I, <laughs> I never sat. I never sat in my jammies. That was that was something that I had already. People were surprised if they saw me on a Zoom program uh, during our lockdowns, as it were. They'd say, oh, "Oh wow, look at you! You put on lipstick for us." I'm like, "No, no. I had learned this from working mostly from home very early on. Do not evolve into the jammies and the pulling your hair back in a ponytail and not wearing. You, you've got to set." So I think I got through a lot of that being being isolated at home better than some people because I was used to that a lot and I had structure and I had certain standards. Um, so so I thought, oh, I'll have to go get a wardrobe. You know, I mean, all I do is I go to I go to the grocery store. I'm baking. I've got an apron on, or I'm sitting typing in front of the computer. Who do I need to impress unless I'm going to an event? So there were all all these considerations and. Um, and I work here, I work like so many, I am such good friends with so many people here at Federation. I'm meeting new people every day, um, making new friends. Um, 
but it is different being in an office and I have a great office mate. He's just, he's a sweetheart, but I'm not used to being at my desk in my office Monday through Friday, nine to five, you know? Let me, um, I'm, I'm going to back up if, if I could. You, yeah. you did something and I knew this when we, when you had told me this was happening, you did something mm-hmm. that I suggest to people that I tried to model as I've done over the last 18 months that I heard on a podcast from a very, very, very bright person sometime in the last handful of years. He's uh-huh. and not everybody can do this. He said, you know, before I commit to a job, like uh, the job job, he's like, let's, let's work together. Um, hire me for a project. Uh, let's work together for, oh. for two weeks. Let's like do a, do a test run and see if we drive, if we speak the same language, rather than taking the job and realizing you don't work out. And like what I just mentioned, that person gave their two weeks without even being there two weeks. I've done this right. with the Ability Center where you kind of like, uh, you get kind of pregnant with a place. And you did that to a T and you found that the Jewish Federation could be a home for you, and that's why it was probably easier than almost any other place you could go to transition to. I think so, because, like I say, you know, I knew so many people. I've worked on so many different kinds of projects with them, so I've worked in a lot of different kinds of capacities. Um, So I I really knew who I was getting, you know, who I I was going to be joining, how I would fit in. So, like, you know, you go to your first day of work, usually, and you're a little nervous. You know, did I dress properly? You know, am I going to remember everybody's name? And I walk in the door. And even before um, the one colleague, who's one of my supervisors, could, could, um, could come up and greet me, I could see him coming down the hall. They have an exercise class right across from my office. So my friend Sheila Painter is there. Hi, Mary. And then Faggy Benstein. You know Faggy. Everybody in the Jewish community knows Faggy. Everybody in Toledo probably knows Faggy. Got the biggest heart on earth. She comes running across the, the room to give me a great, great, great big hug and a big kiss. Like, who else gets a welcome to their first day of work like that? Like, it was just amazing. She is, uh, I, I always thought, I was told, uh, my friend Robin at, at NAMI, um, yes. I was told that like her mom was like she was Jewish Toledo, and then Hallie told me otherwise. And even Robin admitted to this. She's like, no, 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 Faggy is is royalty. Um, there was a time I would say Faggy and Faggy and Rhoda both. They really they're they're amazing women, just they're, amazing women. And Rhoda has already called me all excited. Like there was a hint of a project that we might work on. And she calls me, Oh my God, I'm so ready. We have to do this. And I'll get you get with this and this and this, you know, like so ready to go. Like, like everybody could, could not be more gracious. So excited that I'm here. Whereas to me, it's, it's my honor to be able to give back some of the love that they have given me, some of the love that the Jewish community has given me and to be able to work on projects that, that anybody who's read my pages in the blade over the nine years, knows I care a great deal about social justice um, issues. I care about about poverty and whether people have enough to eat. I care about interfaith and intercultural relationships. I get to do all of that here, but just in a, in a different way through a different lens. And in an office nine to five. Um, I, yes. <laughs> I, want to, uh, I want to go back to, to, to Faggy for just a second. And this is the first time we've ever yes. talked about her on the podcast. Um, you should have her on the podcast. I that. Oh would my be... god, you have so much fun. <laughs> so Hallie had wanted me to do something. I forget what MC an event. I I don't know. And 
I needed to meet Faggy. Uh-huh. So I met Hallie at Faggy's home. It's the closest I've ever come to to being in meeting a mob boss situation. <laughs> That's so funny. I, it was like the Jewish version of Goodfellas. Um, <laughs> it was some kind of moment, but I, I I'd love to have her on. Um, what? What has been the hardest part of the transition? Has it been the schedule? Um, I would say so, yeah, which sounds kind of kind of silly, but when you're used to setting your own schedule yep. um, and having so much flexibility um, and having control, like I decided what the, the topic of the food page was going to be. I decided, well, within the constraints of who would respond to me, I decided where we were going for cheap eats. Um, I decided what the dinner for one recipe was. All of this, I had a lot more control, whereas now I'm working with a variety of people. And so I've got a lot of really, really interesting projects, but uh, some of this comes down from somebody else or something is recommended by somebody else, or this has to be done within constraints of, of whichever department. Or it's you know I need this and and I and I wait, which is probably even more than being in an office nine to five is probably the hardest thing. Um, I'm I'm not a I'm not a waiter, so like when I'm I'm waiting for somebody to provide me information and I can't take the next step. And like the other day was really frustrating because I had like six different things that were all in that same mode. Like somebody please just. One of you answer me, <laughs> so I can I can move ahead on this. I'm, um, I'm sure. So, you, but I'm sure. So those you, are those are things I've done before, but I'm out of practice. I'm sure. Well, you can tap into like you've always told me. Like I'm like, why don't you have this person on cheap eats? And you're like, I'm trying. They won't get back yes. to me. Yes. Yes. Um. It's um. It's very frustrating because you you you. You know, you mess. I've always liked messaging because I could give my whole spiel, give a link to a previous episode. Um, I didn't have to worry. Am I calling you just as you're trying to open and get a delivery? Am I calling you right in the middle of the lunch rush? Um, but sometimes you had to call, or sometimes it would be something I would arrange because I was there in person. Um, it, it didn't matter how I reached out to people. Inevitably, there were people I just I could not get or who did not respond. I want to like echo what you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. When I've been in my darkest days doing what I do, and there have been some dark days, my uh, my sweatpants have kept me coming to this job um, beca- yeah. because I can I can wear whatever I want, and also the flexibility. Even though yeah. I, it's absolutely inflexible when I'm on the air for the most part, um, and I. I I adapt faster than most people, and I've I've gone through this thought process. Like, okay, I wouldn't have to wear a suit, but like, no more sweatpants. Um, exactly. And yeah. I think more places, except for apparently working for Stephen, are flexible with hours. <laughs> where like, it, I, I would want to work somewhere like if your work is done, your time is yours. So there's a lot more flexibility now. But after having done this for 20 years. It would be a longer wow. it would be a longer transition transition than than most things in my life. So I'm, I'm guessing that would yeah being shackled to your desk at nine to five with your like one hour break and then you can take your fifteen minute union smoke break has probably been something for you. 
it's not quite so severe. And I get out at 3.30 on Fridays. I get out early for Shabbat. Look at that. There's a lot to be said for that. And you're not even Jewish. (laughs) They should make you stay. They they could, but no, they're very good about nudging everybody out the door. Um, But it's nice because on Fridays, you know, we had they were they were laying out the pages for Saturday, for Sunday, and for Monday, and I inevitably spent my whole Friday afternoon proofing all of those pages for features: the arts, the religion, the living, the travel, the you know, the peach plus, the trivia, all of this stuff. And not that it wasn't interesting, you know, my colleagues, my friends, you know, they they wrote interesting stories, but there were just dozens of pages. And I couldn't get my own work done because I would spend all Friday afternoon proofing. And God forbid there was any kind of glitch in the in the system, then I didn't know if I was even getting out at five. There were times when I would get out closer to six, or you know, in in crisis situations, you know, it would be more like six thirty. Um, and that's not how you want to end your week and go home frazzled, even if you're not Jewish, even if you're not Shomer Shabbos, you know, observing the Sabbath strictly. There's still something to be said for that 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 time of rest that that day of rest and and not answering emails um trying not to to use technology trying to just do something that's restful and invigorating to your soul um and you go home just like so crazed and so frazzled and all right what am i making for dinner or am i just going to spend some money and pick dinner up and and now you can kind of ease into it and it's only been what two fridays tomorrow will be my third friday here and it just makes such a huge difference i a huge difference I will have to have a word. I will have a word with Stephen about this, and I will tell him about all the years they made the Jew work like eighteen hours Christmas Eve and Christmas Day at the radio station because well you didn't have it, and uh, I, I'm going to have him make all the Gentiles stay late on Friday to do the do the work. Like so, there you go. Back to five o'clock for you, <laughs> so Bill. Don't you put me in there. I, I'm <laughs> what's um. I, and I think you've already alluded to it, but I want you to hone in oh. on it. Hit hit the bullseye here. What will you absolutely miss most from your last job? I miss my friends. I I, I still miss my friends. Um, you know, they they were interesting people. They're talented people. They're people. You know, you're not. You're, nobody is a journalist for the money. Um, you're a journalist because you really care about the community. Because you really care about your beat, whether it's it's you know politics or whether it's art or religion. Um, and, and to be with people like that. Now, granted, everybody here is wonderful. Everybody here really cares about their mission and their project. Um, but that would be probably what I would miss most. I, I miss seeing my friends and keeping up with them and chatting with them. And that's been hard. You're going to miss that more than the food? Yes. This is a Jewish organization. Of course there's food. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I could, I could have had free lunch every day last week because of different events where there was, where there was food. True enough. Um, to uh, to well, check. Forum is coming up. You know, there's the Forum Carnival coming up. Um, the synagogues are doing different events. I got to bake my hamantaschen. So oh, there's always food. Hey, I I know like you offer me a lot, and I talk a lot of nonsense. Uh, I'll take your hamantaschen. I like those. Okay, good to know. Um, now we'll we'll check a box. Uh, what do you do in this? Like, what is your title and what do you do? I am a community relations programming specialist, which means that I'm engaged in um, community relations, um, not only the the friends and and associates and colleagues 
um, that I already have in my existing network, but expanding upon that and expanding that for federation. I have I have lots of friends um, all all over in different capacities um, that that could be very supportive of federation or could work together on a on a federation project. So I'm bringing all of that, and then um, also I'm, my specialty area is going to be working with seniors. So I'm going to start um, getting to know some of the seniors in the, um, you know, in like healthcare facilities, um, and and making sure that they feel like they're included. Building my relationships with them and making sure that even if they're homebound or they can't necessarily come to an event, that we still have different kinds of connections with them. It's all about it's all about making friends. I mean, I would say that that's really the bottom line. You're, you're very good at that. You love, you, you enjoy meeting and talking I, to people. I love, I love doing that. Um, so let me, and, and maybe you already mentioned this, but I'll ask you to put a, an exclamation point on it. What, what have you, mm-hmm. what do you think you'll dislike? And I don't mean necessarily like the schedule, like something not dislike, but like you'll have to adjust to as far as the job is concerned. Like, do you have to, does Steven want a report every week at three o'clock? And if you don't have it, he screams bloody murder. I, I would have a hard time seeing Stephen screaming bloody murder, um, especially over something like a report, unless there was an absolute mandatory deadline um, and I was the only one slacking off and screwing everything up. Um, I think just the, the, the lack of flexibility, the learning curve, even as involved as I've been with Federation, there's a huge learning curve of, of names and organizations and how different departments work together and things like that. Okay. Fair enough. What would be your, through this whole process, um, what would be your best piece of advice to someone who may be looking for another job or is offered another job? Um, well, I'd say those are two different areas. Um, if you're looking for an, well... Maybe my best piece of advice is, is um, try it and, and maybe, maybe it's time for something different. Maybe this is not necessarily something where, where you can just walk in and you know everyone and everything and you're just sort of changing venues and changing the scene outside your window or maybe getting a window if you didn't have one before, which I can personally vouch for. <laughs> um, but, um, have an adventure. But I, but I think, too, you have to have that adventure, like you said, with a little bit of prep, like do some volunteer work or do a trial project and see. Don't just take a, a flying leap and then find that, that you're in a bind, that you're stuck and you can't get out of that. I tell people, um, if you're not a little bit scared of taking the job, it's not the right job for you. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I mean, you might as well stay where you are unless there's going to be a challenge. Right. Right. Something new and exciting, a new adventure. Okay. Um, but I like the idea that you had mentioned from the, the police candidate that, you know, if he gets it, he gets it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. You know, you may really have your hopes set on a particular job and it just may not be yours for now. But you know what? Something something that is yours may very well be coming. Yeah. I, I really believe that the universe will bring, you know, what you need when you need it. And I, I didn't tell him this, but I look at myself this way. So there is a position open here at my work that, that I'm well qualified for and something I used to do in the past. Um, but you know what? 
uh, my strengths are otherwise now, uh, like doing my community things. Like that's far more valuable to me and to my job than filling that position that's that's open. And that's what I was thinking for meeting Kevin today. Um, and you don't know that until things have already passed. You've gotten the job or you haven't. But a lot of times you find out more about what you could do in the position that you're staying in. That's very true. That's very true. It gives you ideas, re-energizes you. It's crazy that with this kind of advice that we're, we're spitting out there, uh, we're not getting one paid or two. We don't have like millions of like Joe Rogan listeners to the podcast, but whatever. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, You are off the hot seat. You want to throw anything at my head? Yes, I got a whole bunch of stuff. Oh boy. Um, uh, give me, give me, you can do two big ones or three quick ones. Uh, Restaurant Week is coming up. Yes. Restaurant Week Toledo is coming up. That's a big one. Are you that's do- a huge one. If we only get to that one, that's a good one. Are you doing the, do you get like some kind of, oh God, what's it called? When uh, you're, you're, God, when you graduate from something and that you still, you get to go like a professor or teacher. Oh, do I get grandfathered in or grandfathered, something like that? Yeah, grandfathered is the easy way. Are you grandfathered into like the kickoff party tonight forever? Uh, no, actually. Um, I, I only ever went to that once. There always seemed to be some sort of conflict after my first year here. So I never got to go to it again. Okay. Are you going to eat your way through restaurant week? Or are you very excited for it? I, I love Restaurant Week. It, there, there, are, there are only positives for Restaurant Week. And so you talk about what am I going to miss? Normally, I would do the preview uh, story and I would, I, I would talk it up with, with um, justified and, and genuine enthusiasm, not just because it was a story. So Restaurant Week shows off so many of our local restaurants, our locally owned, the moms and pops, the, you know, our friends and neighbors who own these places. There's a whole wide variety from, you know, from fancy steakhouses to, to Japanese to, to Middle Eastern. There's something for every taste. There's something for every budget. You can, you can go on the big splurge celebration dinner if you want with all the wine and desserts and everything. Spend a fortune. Support the restaurant. It's great. If you go to, is it brew? I want to say it's brew coffee. Um, they have a $1 Americano. For $1, you can still participate, even if you're, you know, a broke college student who's staring down student loans after graduation in a few months. Um, you can still be a part of this and, and celebrate part of this. If you want just a breakfast pastry or, or a piece of baklava, there are places that will, will offer that. There's something for every budget, every need. And when you do that, you're supporting these restaurants, but then a portion of what you spend is supporting Leadership Toledo, which invests in our community, um, invests in the youth of our community. It's a win, 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 win. Everybody wins. I love Restaurant Week. Yep. I was looking at the list. Um, and remember, there are special menus that are different from the usual menus that you can take part in. Sometimes right. there's, there's some deals and whatnot. And, and it goes all the way out to like White House. It's not just Toledo. Um Oh, no. I Pennsylvania, was, uh, Toledo, it's, it's, it's all around the area. This, this thing... I mean, it's always been big, but it is a Goliath now. Just looking at the website, it is it is so big, it is so massive, and uh, yeah, you said everything perfectly. There are a lot of new restaurants. There are a lot of restaurants I haven't seen or that I haven't seen, you know, that maybe are coming back. So it's 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 a great selection. There truly is something for everybody. Yep. All right. Second thing. 
Um, fish fries are coming up. We had Punchki Day, which means fish fries start tomorrow, and I love fish fries. This is <laughs> this is uh, this is why everybody had uh, had smut on their head last night, right? Yes, yesterday was Ash Wednesday, so so at Ash Wednesday is the beginning of Lent, which is the forty days of preparation spiritually for Easter, and and so you're you're the, you know you're supposed to. To you know, to make a, some some sort of sac- I'm having a hard time today. Some sort of sacrifice, like you give something up, is generally how it's it's thought of. But that doesn't mean that you can't do a positive sacrifice as well. Maybe sacrifice some time and donate it to a good cause, like making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for food for thought or something. Um, but because there are dietary restrictions as well um, in these Christian churches, and it depends on the denomination. That's where Punchki Day comes in, and that's where Mardi Gras comes in, and Pancake Tuesday. You have to get rid of like the milk and the eggs and the sugar and all the all the the, the goodies, um, and so you put them all into these different foods. The Germans have Fastnacht, which are donuts. There are Punchki, all of this. So then, in the Catholic Church, on Fridays during Lent, you're not supposed to eat meat. So as a protein, it's not vegetarian because you're eating fish, but it is meatless according to the Catholic Church's definition. And so the churches have fish fry fundraisers, which are which are great for getting community together. You see everybody from babies to the little old ladies who get there at 430 because they want to be first in line and get their seats. Uh, each church has a different kind of menu. Some will include dessert. Some will include mac and cheese. Um, some it's a little more a la carte. But th- it is it is just a great community event with amazing food and and hardworking parishioners who do so much. To, to, to help their their parishes out I love fish fries do you have um, one that you one that always rises to the top for you it tastes best they do it best biggest uh, whether it's a restaurant or some VFW I hate when you make me do that because I do have I have a couple of favorites but <laughs> I hate to hurt anybody's feelings who's the who's the big slice of fr- fish fries right um, I would have to say that um our Lady of Perpetual Help um, down the trail is is a is a personal favorite. They had sent me tickets uh, to welcome me when I first came to town in 2014, invited me to the fish fry. I'm like fish fry, fish fry, and so my boyfriend Craig, I'm like, you know, we need to go to the fish fry. And you know, he was raised Jewish. He's secular. Like he eats bagels during Passover when he's not supposed to. You know, he he knows nothing about fish fries. Uh, I'm like, no, we have to go. We have to go. And so the line, of course, is like down the wall of the of the lunchroom and around the corner and up the stairs. And he's like, I'm going to stand in line here for fish. You're, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, just shut up and do it. So we get the, the, the fish and the coleslaw and the soda and the baked potato or the French fry, like this, like a massive tray full of food. And he sits down and he tries it and it's freshly fried and it's crisp. And the, the kids from the school go around asking you if you want seconds or thirds if you dine in rather than doing takeout. And it's just so much fun, and the food is so good. And so he's absolutely a convert. He even has it on his calendar, fish fry, fish fry, fish fry, every Friday during Lent. Um, most Blessed Sacrament uh, includes dessert. They have macaroni and cheese. Um, and they're, they're one of their priests, Father Michael, does a lot of baking, so so if you go and look at the dessert table to see what you want to pick, ask what Father Mike made that week. Sometimes it's peanut butter pie. Oh, my God, the peanut butter pie is so good. Um, um, St. Hyacinth and St. Charles Borromeo work together 
I looked at the fish fry list from the diocese and I don't think I saw them this year, so they may not be doing it. Um, they're just, there's, there's good food to be found at, at any of them. Just each of them has their own little, you know, what they include, what they don't include, what's on the menu, but it's always like a fish, a potato, a salad. Um, and you're supporting a good cause and eating well. Excellent. Now everybody's hungry. Thanks Have a lot. Have you been to a fish fry? Have I been? No, yes. I despise. I don't. I don't despise. I don't like fish. Okay, because and I know it's not chicken and salad, so I know that would be a Shut big departure. Up. You but. two, come on. <laughs> but I could see that you would you would value the community spirit of it, even if you didn't want the fish. Uh, probably, probably. I the I would be like I would be next to Ethel. And Harriet at four thirty because I don't want to wait in line. Yeah. I, I'd be like Craig. I'm like I'm out of here. Yeah, you you definitely have to be. You, you definitely have to get there early, um, or be prepared to wait with your friends. I mean, either or, or do takeout. Um, we are done. This was lovely. Okay. I think you have dispensed yeah. some very insightful and helpful information. Um, That's good. What are what do we want to put this on the calendar today? Is this the third? This is the fourth? We're going to do the fourth? Um, Today is the fourth Thursday. Can we do the 23rd next month? Um, It looks like it. All right. I'll put you on there. Same and, time. And, same uh, bat time. Same yep, bat channel. Yep. And uh, I will, uh, if we need to, I think I'd have an IT person over there that can set you up with, uh, with some, all the expensive podcast equipment Steven's going to buy for you. Okay. <laughs> Do you know he used to be a judge? Yes. Yes. He was ready to, to make a change and do something different too. He says he loves it here. And I can and you can you feel that. You can see that that he loves it here. I mean, it's a great community of people. We're we're nice people. I like I do think we are the nicest religion. I mean, there's some good religions out there. There's some loony ones. Uh, I think we're the nicest one. I'll go with that. Everybody's been wonderful to me. Good. Yeah, like you were volunteering all this time and they're like, look at this sucker. She keeps coming and helping out. You finally, you showed them, you made them make a position for you. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, it's, it's truly my honor. I am, I am enormously flattered and honored. Uh, tell Hallie, and I guess Steven and Ben, um, tell them all I said hello. I will indeed. All right, I will be in, t- I'll just talk. Let me know when I'm getting home in Tashin, okay? I got to make them first. <laughs> Heyman. Heyman was the bad guy. Awesome. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.